Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cross Talk here with Augusta Croc Church. I'm John Wayne, and as always, uh, with me is my fearless and normally hairless uh, <laughs> co-host, Captain Jonathan. So I went and saw this doctor and gave me this prescription. And I mean, I know it looks like a toupee, but it's my real hair. I I, I believe it. it. It looks just fantastic and majestic and other adjectives, too. Right. So for those of you who don't know, this this week, the Salvation Army in Augusta is Spirit Week. And so yesterday was Marvel Monday. Today is Twinning Tuesday. And I know many of you probably haven't met Mike, our operations director here, but I am twinning with Mike, who has nice hair. Of course, I don't. I don't know how much longer <laughs> I can keep it on because it tickles my ears. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's great. Uh, yeah, we, we were definitely seeing double when you and Mike walked out the office this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Thanks, Party City. Um, which leads us to our sponsor for today, Party City. No, I'm just kidding. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, no, good to be back for another episode. But uh, yeah, so all this week, um, our crazy is on the inside and outside here for our staff um, leading up to Trunk or Treat because we are very excited about that here locally. And oh, uh, the world's fastest haircut. Right. Uh, I'm sure for, you know, uh, we, we have a lot of our congregational viewers. We have a lot of um, our local yokels watching this and such. So, uh, you know, about Trunk or Treat this Saturday, October 30th from five to seven. I don't need to tell you. Uh, but for anyone else listening to this, uh, I guarantee I drive my drive to work. I see at least four signs for trunk or treats so wherever you are the church is having a trunk or treat and i uh, definitely encourage you to go out and support and have a good time um my mom growing up and just real quick we'll get then we'll get into it but um she used to drive me to various neighborhoods because we lived in a trailer park there wasn't much candy uh to tap into there and so she would take me to various neighborhoods and we would tap them dry and I, I mean, we'd leave at like eight and get back at like one. And man, the hall was fantastic. It was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, this Saturday. And the candy hall will be getting. I'm just, I'm just picturing little John Wayne walking around with his Jedi robe on and the lightsaber getting. Oh candy. no, it was Darth Vader, man. Darth Vader, good man. Good yeah. man. If they didn't give me candy, I'd force choke him. Give him granny. Uh, Let's talk about redemption. <laughs> clearly, I've come a long way. Um, and we have, too, because this is our, our final episode in this series. Um, yeah. Now, for Crosstalk alums, you're used to probably our, our six, eight week. This is only four, but even still, that's four weeks is a long time. Um, and, and we've had a lot of conversation, a lot of good conversation as we um, define redemption and, and discuss why it's important for us. Um, it, it's one thing to know what something is important. It's another to do it. Yeah. Um, and then also how that should affect us. And, and it really come to, comes to a two-parter, right? Last week we talked about how it should change us. And I, I think we focused very uh, internally with that. And in that, I mean, you know, when we are redeemed, when Christ's character is kind of grafted onto us and we're grafted into him by the Holy Spirit, a, a, a lot of things uh, shift for us. Uh, they they kind of turn upside down. And leading into this week, I'd say it's part two of that, where now that we've changed because of redemption, because we do things and live a little differently because of that, 
then it should also change how we treat people, which we kind of tapped into last week. It's kind of it's hard not to uh, for us to preview the the next one, but um, changing how it, it's not enough if we say we've changed if that doesn't permeate our relationships with others. Right. I think. And so this week, that's the, the point of discussion is giving redemption. Now, I have to preface, we can't do that. Um, we, we've talked about this before. It's some, it, redemption for ourselves isn't in us. Therefore, we can't do that for others. Um, I don't know, Captain, for you, uh, if it's a struggle or if, if you've seen this struggle in others. But this idea that once we get redemption, this this man on a mission, this you know, holy crusade of trying to get others in on it too, kind of can take over and, and miss the point a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's a, uh, there's a balance that has to be struck there, right? When I receive salvation or any new convert receives salvation, um, I think there has to be an excitement. There has to be right. Like if you're not excited, then I don't, I don't know what I to do. You got it. Right. Um, and so we have that. And as you go along, right, that can cool sometimes. I think it's important to continually allow the Holy Spirit to stoke that. Um, and with redemption and us sharing with others, you know, there's 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 this thinking where sometimes we are so eager to share redemption with others that we we can be misunderstood, uh, that we can come across as overbearing. Uh, and, and, and I see this sometimes in throwing Bible verses at people, right, who, who don't know, who aren't believers and, and don't know the scripture. So we just kind of hammer them with Bible verses rather than talking about personal stories. This is what Christ did for me, right? This is my redemption story. Right. I used to dress up like Darth Vader and now, (laughs) 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 you know, and that's obviously a a joke, but, but seriously, right there, even in star Wars, right. (laughs) Darth Vader's redemption arc. Right. Right. Uh, But um, yeah, I, I think it's, there's, there's, I think we have to discern what the Holy spirit wants. And sometimes it's a light touch and sometimes it's definitely more direct. Yeah, uh, and and I see with Christ and His redemption, uh, not His redemption, but Him sharing redemption with others, it was always a light touch with those who weren't believers, who weren't religious. He was always like, you know, don't you see? You know, here it is. This is, you know. But for those of us who are religious, it was more like, I'm, I'm like, do you not understand? Like, I, laying it out with the Pharisees and the right. Sadducees, those who supposedly know better. Right. And that's kind of the, we are held accountable for for what we know. Now, that doesn't mean we should plead ignorance. Uh, We should know more Mm -hmm. uh, so that we can bring others. But as we know more, um, we are held held accountable for that uh, knowledge. And ultimately, if we don't accept Christ at all, we're held accountable for that as well at the end. Because I believe all get the opportunity to hear the gospel message. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, I I think when we take it on as if it's something we have control over, more control than we we think we do in giving redemption, um, 
something I see also in that is we we take it personally when people don't receive that yeah. or when people don't respond to that. Yeah. Uh, we think something's wrong with us. Maybe the redemption we thought we had isn't real and didn't work because if it did, wouldn't everybody else want to join this Jesus party too? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think in in our discussion and in and, and thinking about this concept, the, an important thing to keep in mind is that redemption for ourselves isn't on us and redeeming others isn't on us. But we do have a part to play in opening the door for others to walk through redemption. Yeah, I, I, I think, yes. And, and, I, and I've, I've heard this said before, and I just, it's poignant and, and um, succinct. As believers, as those redeemed by the blood of Christ and the fire of the Holy Spirit, I am not called to be successful. I'm called to be faithful. And in that faithfulness, success comes, but I'm called to be faithful. That, that's what I'm called to be. Right. Absolutely. That, that, for me, that, that does a couple things for me. One, I, um, that kind of takes the, the onus of what does success look like off of me and off of other people. And, it, and it's laid firmly as a foundation that the kingdom of heaven is built on right. right success is taking a moment to talk with someone about christ success is seeing someone who is hungry and helping them with that and in that sharing love and if i am faithful to christ like i can't help but love people if I love God and I'm faithful to God, I can't help but love what God loves. And God loves you, right. me, and everybody else. Mm -hmm. You'll never, you'll never meet or interact with someone that God does not love. Yeah, and that should change how you interact with others. Absolutely, and that that kind of carries back to you know last last week, and, and that's why I say, like last with last week's idea of living a redeemed life if you live that faithful life then that bears the fruit of letting others know giving others the opportunity to buy into that as well you know it can't one without the other um and so i think that's great stuff and you mentioned earlier something uh i liked too in that you know new new believers um generally uh and it's something I'm, I'm certainly envious of have that zeal, that, yeah. that day one zeal um, that we just naturally lose over time if we don't stoke the fires and everything. And I think that's a big factor is, you know, staying on top of working out our faith and walking in our redemption so that every day is like day one. Because when every day is like day one, every day you you purposely seek out the opportunities to love someone in such a way that it's not just doing something nice for them, but they, they know there's something behind that, that, that opens a door to wait, what have, I've never thought of it this way. I've never heard about this and it, and it opens a door for something deeper. Yeah. Um, and such. So um, with that, a little bit of a, we've kind of already broken the ice, but to break it a little further, uh, I had the question of what is something you enjoy that you can't help but talk about. And since this, it's so topical right now. I figured it's a great segue. 
I, uh, I mean, there are a number of things, right? I love history. Mm -hmm. I love history. And, but that, that not everyone does. <laughs> so, and I love, I love politics too. And that's definitely like, you know, you know, I love talking about, I love talking about religion and politics. So these are two things you're not supposed to talk about with people. Uh, but I love that. But, but on a, on a lesser How side. How do you talk about it? Right. For, for the sake true. of our audience, please under it, it's how you it's how you talk about it. Absolutely. Right. It, there's there's coming at it with a respect and and realizing when you're talking about politics uh and and, and even religion, it, it it's it's um don't assume the person talking across from you is an idiot. Mm. Right. And and we can get into our tribalism and all that, but nonetheless, that's not what this question is. Uh, <laughs> I, I I like sports, like I like football, but I also like uh, enjoy and and you know we've had these conversations. I enjoy. Uh, it's funny when I was a kid, um, like if you were into the things that kids are into now, you would be labeled nerdy and and but now they're like mainstream, right? So Marvel, mm. uh, all those. I love those things too. Like I enjoy talking about those things. I, I find that, I don't know. I, I find that I've kind of have a, a broad scope of the things I, I like to talk about. And I find that actually God has used that for me to connect with a lot of different types of sure. people. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I, I just like talking to people. I, I'm That's fair. extra. And I can't like when I'm old, I feel when I get older, I feel bad for my wife. Cause I know I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> It's like talking and talking and talking to people that are just trying to go along with their day. <laughs> right. You're going to be the one that talks across the table when you're. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, well, much, much like you're abroad, uh, which, yeah, I, I see that. And I, I think there's so many opportunities with that. I, I, I tend to feel more sp like specific in, in what I enjoy. Um, some may disagree with that, but. Um, I can't, I like, for instance, you know, I can't tell how many times, you know, someone at work will come by my cubicle and ask if I've seen this new Netflix show or, or this new thing on Amazon prime. And it's just like, no, <laughs> uh, like I've, I've seen a commercial, but it's not my thing. Um, I have a very narrow specifically like eighties action <laughs> fantasy kind of yeah. uh, scope. And yeah. so if it's outside of that, or if it's not, you know, synonymous with that. It's just generally not on my radar. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and obviously most everybody, it, they'd hound me if I didn't say, but like Star Wars, especially. Sure. But really, it, as soon as I identify something I share an interest with, with someone, it's going to come up. Or even if I find that uh -huh. I have the opposite opinion. Um, so, uh, talking with our new IT guy, right? He's he's more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan. And so instantly, I'm more of a Marvel fan than he is a DC fan. So that sparked a conversation in that, oh, okay, tell me why. Yeah. And, and so... Um, he also had a Georgia Bulldog shirt on today. And, you know, <laughs> right. It's a wonder he still works here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I really enjoy... Um, media and fiction and everything and, and yeah. I, I come at it from the angle of how i think it relates to 
uh, humanity and, and um, just the intrinsic natures of, of people and everything. And so much like I can't see the, the world without the Bible, I can't see the world without Star Wars and all of that <laughs> stuff. It all just kind of flows together. You, you, heard it, you heard it here first, folks. John Wayne compared Star Wars to the Bible. But it's the Bible right. came first. <laughs> <laughs> the heresy, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and what I'd say, though, is um, gener generally we will talk about anything first than the Bible. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and really, that's, that's kind of my point is yeah. You know, I think early on when we discovered Jesus, maybe you have the youth camp experience. Maybe you just have a really fantastic worship set experience. I don't know what encounter you might have, but, you know, that initial lighting of the fire is great and awesome. And then it just tapers off and, and, and eventually it becomes less uh, in our vernacular. We just don't it. It's not in our conversations. It's not in our intent. Um and when it comes to living and giving redemption, I think if it's not in our ordinary, then clearly there's sort of a, a dying of the fire in us, if that makes makes sense. Yeah. Like I never want it to be where I encounter someone new and that they're surprised when they hear either I go to church or believe in Jesus. Absolutely. You know, um, I know some people like that's a compliment of like, oh, I fit in and that's cool. But I don't want I don't really want to fit in. Um, you know, I don't want to not be known for my relationship with Jesus. And, and I think that's a part of living redemption. Yeah. I mean, right. You, you teed it up perfectly. How how what you love, you talk about what what you care about, you talk about. And so if I say I love Christ and I don't talk about him. What am I doing? And in this past Thursday in in Bible study, uh, uh, we we went into that a little, even a little more, and in, in talking about what if you look at your bank statement, right? What you spend your money on, mm -hmm. that's your passion. And and you know you're talking about events and all that. And of course, being in the Salvation Army, we have youth councils. We have these big youth events. We have what's called TYI or Territory Youth Institute, where the yeah. whole Southern Territory comes together. And we have these, obviously, but before COVID, it was a lot bigger and, and hope to get back to those sizes again. But you get these emotional mountaintop things. And I find that if we are not careful, um, and we who are leaders in the church aren't careful with our youth in cultivating, we will chase that emotional high. Yeah. And when we chase that emotional high, we, we never feel like it measures quite up to a youth councils or other churches have their, their big events too. But we don't feel like it doesn't quite measure up to that. And I love your statement about Christ in the ordinary, the everyday. I, I think that the fires of redemption can cool in us when we take for granted that today Christ is saving me, mm. that today the Holy Spirit is guiding me, right? That today, and you hear people, they stand up and they give their testimony in church or they share their testimony with other people. And it's about their salvation, which happened 35 years ago <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, okay, but, but Jesus did something for you today too. Yeah. Right. And, and it's that kind of, recognize that something happened today. Right. 
Yeah, well, and I, I think those correlate well, and, and I think that's something that plagues the church is that we think redemption is this big event. It's this, you know, peak on the scale. Mm. And what what ends up happening is we think God only exists in those moments. He only works in those moments. And that's even how we evangelize. You know, we put it out there that that's what you need. You need, you know, you need to go like to TYI like I did, because that's where I encountered Jesus. Sure. You know, and it sells short that Jesus can happen. And I mean, we talked about it last week. It can happen at a McDonald's over a McGriddle. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. it, it, I don't remember where I picked it up, but like the, the sacrament of the ordinary, this idea of injecting every moment with this redemptive and evangelistic quality. Amen. Um, it's, you know, like you said, it's not that heavy handedness that we want to try and, and bombard people with. It's just that, again, we should never at post redemption dissociate ourselves from our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Never. Because at yeah. that at that point, the fire has been snuffed, which yeah. in the Salvation Army, we believe is a possible thing. Uh, and that's not because the fire, that's not because of God. In, in our relationship that he just waned out and he just died out in interest in you. It's more so that you stopped feeding logs to the fire. Yeah. And if you wait till once a week to put a log on, if you wait till once a quarter for uh, some event or some retreat or some concert to put a log on, I think then you'll find your fires constantly being reignited. Um, so, yeah bit of a bit of a side tangent there but but it's good and there's a reason why we call service on sunday holiness meeting right about holiness and all that and you, you made me think of the book and i can't remember who wrote it but uh it was it's called god chasers mm. uh, and essentially it's it's the where god is moving we need to recognize that where god's moving and then chase after it because that leads to other people's redemption as well like me participating actively in, in chasing after words, God, where God is going. Absolutely. It's by uh, Tommy Tenney, which is an awesome name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you for pulling that. Yeah. Well, it, it's this weird, we're, we're talking about paradoxes, um, paradoxical Jesus in uh, Sunday school with our teens. And, and it's this weird contradiction in that you feel like you have to put your relationship with others first in order to do the Jesus thing right. When in reality, and it seems wrong, but when you put your faith, when you put importance on your relationship with Jesus, the other stuff comes. Like you said, faithful over successful. The success follows the faith, not the other way around. Yeah. And so it's that idea of if you lead with, all right, well, the most important thing is how I treat people and all this other stuff. The most important thing is what I do towards people and, and what I dress like and what I sound like and blah, blah, blah. And then when all of that is in sync, then, you know, Jesus will bless my life. I'll see fruit. Then no, you, you've planted a, a fake tree in the place of it. Like, like there's no room for Jesus to grow because you've already produced wax fruit. Like, you know, yeah. and so, it, it, our, our it sounds selfish, but our relationship with Jesus has to come first. It's that thing with the, the oxygen mask and the, the airplanes, right? You know, secure your mask first so you can actually help people secure theirs. It, it's great because I actually I wrote down a, a verse here, Romans 15, 
one and two and it starts because because that's the thing we we and and that's part of our dna as believers is serving and we should yes. but in, in romans 15 right paul writing uh we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up but again it starts with we who are strong have an obligation right if you're just starting off in your faith right you need to continue to cultivate that into getting some more strength and for those of us who are strong of course we need to also continue to cultivate that but but we we need like there there is a point where you, you know we we as um we go into the the dark places and 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 into those places to to redeem those that others wouldn't necessarily go to right but i wouldn't take someone who's just starting off in their faith or early in their faith still drinking spiritual milk yeah. so to speak not able to grasp the bigger spiritual truths that are that, are, that will be revealed to them um I, I would never take them in a position where they would be compromised it, it's kind of that you know, if you, if you're if you struggle with an addiction to alcohol, let's say you, you wouldn't necessarily want to go to a bar, right? Right, and so it's building up that strength and not your strength, but Christ's strength in you, right? I, I agree. You have to have that relationship, and then once you're strong, like my expectations of you and me would be different, is different than my expectations, right? Of my 13 year old son mm -hmm. right. and, and rightly so yeah well so. and I, I think and like you said it you're always working you're always growing it doesn't mean that you're going to get to a point where it, it's not uh still needing to be intentional i think your intention just changes because what what's new early on like it's it's this grafting nature right like and it, it starts slow you start off uh with small things that seem different seem maybe difficult but eventually become like second nature yeah and then that opens the door for other things that are again new maybe a little difficult so it, it's that idea of yeah i don't struggle uh with this anymore but that doesn't mean i don't struggle with this now you know it it when we put people on this pedestal, when we when we define redemption by how it lifts people up, uh, then we're chasing after usually the wrong thing for what we want for ourselves. Because what we kind of view it as is, well, I, I want, you know, the responsibility captain has, you know, I can handle those ministries too. I've been coming for a few weeks. I could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, offered freely. Um, trade places for a week and see how that goes. But um but, but, you know, that idea of when we see redemption, when we see our, our walk with Jesus as what it affords us uh, instead of uh, what it, how it changes us, yeah. it's easy to make those kinds of parallels of, well, well, I could do that. I could go to the nursing homes too. Um, sure. And, and, but not seeing it as more than that, like you said, the bigger truths that are there. I, I yeah, and and using like me or or any like spiritual leader, or even looking at Paul or David or or Abraham or Moses or, or the list goes on, right? You look at them and say, "Oh, I," you know, and and I've even said this, you know, talking about 
Peter and his being so filled with the Holy Spirit that it's shadow casting. Why not us? Why not me? The, the thing of with that, that the word that we don't like that has to come with that is discipline. I have to be disciplined. I have to read scripture. I have to be in the word and, and, and in communion with God. Right. Um, and I have to be seeking out wise counsel from those around me who I know are spiritually more mature than me or, or on the close level, right? Because it's not that I, you know, I, I've been doing teaching Bibles and all that for a while, but that doesn't mean I can't be taught from someone who's coming in and, you know, it's being open yeah. to the leading and disciplining yourself and understanding so that you are not swept up and taken away. Right. And so I think, and that, and that was the intention of our four week journey with redemption yeah. is, is starting off. It's personal, you know, it has to be that personal foundation before we ever have the conversation of how that affects ministry, how that uh, affects livelihood, because ultimately that is the goal is that it affects how you it, uh, it react, interact and, and treat others um, because that's life. You have to do those things. You have to be around people. You have to work with people. You have to forgive people. You have to be aggravated by people. It's just it's going to happen. And what's also should happen is that redemption affects those things. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't replace them. They don't go away. Jesus didn't promise to completely 180 your life and that you don't have problems. It's just that now you can overcome it because he's overcome it. And his strength is your strength now. And so uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, in, in discussing and what we'll get in here with in, in a second, you know, this idea of how we interact with others, both formally and informally. And like I said, sacrament of the ordinary, when you're in line ordering at Starbucks or when you are going with the ministry team to the, the um, nursing home, you know, both of those are ministry. But before you push yourself to this this job duty and those things i really think the more important thing is your personal redemption yeah i i think that the fire has to be lit at all and has to be tended to and cared for before you can ever pull a log off of that as a torch for somebody else yeah. and that's that you know that's really how i see that is you're you're giving a part of your journey in your life with Jesus to someone else as something to guide them to their own personal journey and life with Jesus. You know, we were only ever tasked with pointing to where, you know, we got this redemption from. And so it's got to stay in that way. Uh, and so I wanted to do a callback first with um, a little bit of scripture here from Ecclesiastes. Um, we, we talked about this one on our second week when we talked about even why we need redemption. Okay, I know what redemption is, but why do we need it at all? Uh, and at that point, we had kind of looked at it when we were discussing personal, that how it applies to you. Um, but I wanted to bring it back around for how it also applies to others. Because the idea then is, okay, we understand why we need Jesus and redemption, but why do we have to give it to other people? Why do we have to evangelize? Why do I have to share my faith and everything like that? Uh, and so I, I think it's a great callback um, to Ecclesiastes 7.20. Indeed, there's no one on earth who is righteous, not one who does what, what is right and never sins. Um, I think sometimes, and I even struggle with this, where I try to deem people worthy of evangelism. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's just like I try, I have these conversations in my head of, well, they're not going to listen. They don't care. They don't, they don't want this. They just, they came here for that, the other. And um, I try to justify whether or not I should or shouldn't interact with someone, not even just uh, like invite them to church and, and, and uh, bring up Jesus, but just interact with them. And it's this idea, once we get redemption, we forget that we we were just as broken as everybody else. And we at no point deserved the redemption we got. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big theological thing to recognize is that we were not worthy of redemption, but he redeemed us anyway. Amen. And therefore, no one else we interact with by our standards is ever going to be worthy of redemption but that shouldn't stop us. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it, it's the recognition that that all of us, um, and this sounds like duh, but all of us are people. And what and what I mean by that is all of us have it's hurt. people. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's. <laughs> If you get that reference, go ahead and comment in there. <laughs> if you're not, you're probably too young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but we're all have hurt. We all bring hurt to conversations, right? And we all bring this brokenness. Um, if we've not been redeemed and living in redemption, we bring this brokenness everywhere we go, right? And it's recognizing that um, for us, the redeemed. To not say, because this is the like this is the biggest problem when you read the Old Testament and you see the the Israelites over and over again, like they missed part of the truth that Christ or that God the Father was trying to share with them is you will be my people. I have set you apart to be my people. And what did they do with it? They said, We're special. Mm -hmm. Instead of we're called so that we can share with others and be a light for others. You know, and it's easy for us to look at the Old Testament and say, ah, they didn't. But we still do that. Mm -hmm. We still say, Christ has called me, and it's great. I don't know about the rest of you, but, you know, it's, it's that why. Christ has called me. And I am amazed that for whatever reason, God chooses me to be a part of his redemption plan for other people. Like he doesn't have to choose me. He allows me to participate in the divine nature of God and sharing that good news. Like who, who am I? Mm -hmm. He would let me do that. And I think if we take it from that kind of look and standpoint of, of this awe, yeah. that God would trust me. Now he gives me, like, he doesn't leave me out to, to pasture and just figure it out. Like, he gives me the counselor. He gives me his holy a scripture. He gives me a body of believers around me to help me with that. Uh, but it's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I think keeping that grandeur is one of the great challenges of faith. Yeah. Keeping that humility. And, you know, I mean... I don't know another word for it. I know it's repetitive, but in th that's where the intentional discipline of it comes in. You've, you've got to work on that. Like you might get that 
in the first moment of, wow, God chose me. But to keep that mindset and attitude is work. You know, to keep this perspective of I'm no better than anyone else yeah. is work. Um, and I think because it's such an internal work, we either think we can get by without really doing it or we just all together never realize it's something we should do. You know, we fall into the, the habits of just doing the physical things of our faith and never the internal things. And, and I think those, those are the key factors in living that redemption out in such a way that it makes it attractive, that it, 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 it creates opportunities for others. Redemption is when we work on it. Um, it, you know, it's that idea, you know, you know, you're never going to get, you know, a body like Arnold Schwarzenegger or the rock. If you don't work on it, it's never yeah. just going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it can't be second priority. It can't be anything but first priority. Um, because if you haven't seen, there's plenty of, there's videos out there of like the rocks, like daily routine, his entire day is about his body. Uh, and, and it's kind of in, incredible to watch. And it's one of those things where it's just like, imagine if everything of our day and our energy was spent on our relationship with Jesus, how that would change things. I mean, yeah. it'd be incredible. That's, that's what I think of it, it with, uh, you know, the scripture of, you know, the gates of hell can't stop you. Who, who could possibly hold you back? I think of that, you know, faith that's as swole as the rock. Because <laughs> I look smell. at that man and I'm like, who could stop him? <laughs> I can't know. Like if you smell it's true though right if if we are so connected with christ scripture it says even i and on this rock i will build we're talking about peter on this rock i will build my church that's us right that's not a building that's all of us and then Christ goes on and said, and the gates of hell itself will not overcome it. That is who we are, right? Satan and the third of the fallen angels are powerful, but the Holy Spirit that's in us, the redemption power that's in us is, is so much more powerful. And we walk around sometimes like we're defeated when God has given us victory, man. Yeah. Like, oh, ooh, you got me amped up. It, well, it, Talking about the rock and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that passion, right? It's that energy. It's that perspective that if we worked on keeping that, the zeal we would take into everything, how yeah. everything would instantly change. Um, and, and not necessarily in that it makes anything easier. It's just that you and the way you carry everything changes. Yeah. Um, I remember... Uh, seeing a video of like, it was way back when, you know, backpacks were going through that. Well, they carry books, but they need to look cool phase. And so it went from the the double strap to so many bags that were that like single over the shoulder strap and everything. And um, there was this mom that everybody thought was kind of crazy, uh, but did this whole presentation of just like how that would, you know, stunt the growth of, of early teens because of the weight they bear on one side versus the other. And she, you know, she was just like, you know, it, it's just this matter of like, these, these aren't good and healthy for our kids and everything. Um, and ev like with that, it's, it's again, outside looking in kind of crazy, calm down, Karen, but 
we carry so many things improperly. It, it's, it's, we've got to have it. Like, again, life is life. It's going to be that way until eternity, whenever that is for you. And so it's not about avoiding carrying that. Jesus never said he would just take all of that away. That would mean you would just be raptured up like Elisha. But what he did say is that, again, it's, it's, it's how you'll carry it. You'll carry it by my strength. Hmm. And you can carry it because I can carry it. Yeah. And so it's about how we go through things and the perspective we choose to have. We don't have a lack of zeal because of the, the way Jesus is working in our life. You know, this is just a, a calm season of exploration and all that. No, it's, it, it's, it's just how you are carrying it and, or, or not carrying it that I think is holding us back and, and keeping us from that, you know, that zeal in our faith with Jesus. Yeah. And when we let zeal, we, we, you know, it, it's natural when our, our vertical relationship is off, our horizontal one is off. When, when we're off with Jesus, we're off with people. Yeah. And that's one of like my greatest like litmus tests for, am I missing something? Am I falling short? Am I not working on something I should be, um, is how I treat people yeah. when, I, when I'm snappy, when I'm, when I'm overly sarcastic, when I'm just actually bitingly, uh, you know, rude, yeah. uh, usually that's a, a cause for pause of, mm, wait a minute, something's off. I, I think we talked about this a little last week, but if I don't make, if I, if I don't naturally make Christ attractive, right? And it's not that he's ugly and he needs my help, but if I say I'm a Christian and I have no energy, I'm not excited. I don't, I'm not, you know, it's not that, again, we don't have moments where it's, this is rough, but in those rough moments, being honest with people, right? It's just so much more like, you, you know, like I do, there are plenty of people, believers who you can't tell because of the way they carry themselves, because of the way they interact with other people, they have no joy in them. Mm. Right. And, and I don't want, anything to do with that yeah it, well and two and it um it's not a fake it till you make it kind of thing yes and that's that's the other side to that that like you can't um that's genuine yeah it has to be yeah, genuine. it has to be and so the idea like when when you're not making this life with jesus attractive and this is going to be indicting, but it's probably because you're not working on your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Because if you are, it's just a natural fruit of that. Yeah. It, it just happens. And so whenever we find our, our, our tree is bare, it's probably on us who have not been tending to it. You're married. I'm married. Right. It, it's the. To each I, other. No. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I mean, no, no. You're uh, independently. But the, yes, independently um, to our wives. Um, <laughs> and because of my relationship with my wife, because I, I, I tend to that. Now, not always as good as I should. Absolutely. Uh, but because I tend to that and all that, I am excited to tell other people about my wife. She is amazing. You're How much more, right? How much more? Are your children or are any of those relationships like you're excited to tell people about? I got this amazing person in my life. Mm. How much more for Christ? Yeah, 
and marriage is a great example in in that you know not not every day is perfect not every day do you say the right thing oh right. <laughs> it, it's not, but it doesn't mean every little thing is a divorce it it, it you know right. it doesn't mean that just because we have a few bad days here and there that jesus is rendered moot like yeah he doesn't apply anymore no yeah. If anything, he applies more greatly. If anything, the love me and my my partner share is more important when things are tough. Yeah, because that's what holds it together. Um, and when that's held together, it it uh, it naturally should affect how we interact with others. And yes. and again, not in just the do nice things, yeah. but in how we see them in the light of Jesus's redemption. Yeah. You know, it's Paul that said, you know, like, I know I, I no longer see people through my eyes. I don't see them the way I see them. I see them the way Christ sees them. And I don't see them as, man, you know, they'd fit great in that one pew in the chapel. No, they'd fit great into the kingdom of God. Amen. They fit great in knowing that they are known and loved and, and God has a plan and purpose for them. Yeah. When we look at it that way. And then by extension, eventually they come to church, great things happen. And so keeping, keeping that perspective of redemption, absolutely. And so I think a great verse to sort of start our wrap up on uh, here in Ephesians chapter four, verses 32, says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Yeah. Um, it was recently talking with, one of our kids uh, here at church um, talking about the the golden rule and they mind blowingly just learned in that moment that that was a Bible thing, not just a, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those aspects of where it's just like, I think sometimes we don't pay enough attention um, to that that last bit and, and and place enough importance spiritually on that last bit of just as you want to be treated just as christ treated you how much we are merely a funnel for the love of god that we're a conduit by which he reaches and loves others by the way we interact with them yeah it's it's the uh it's the parable of the man who owed the debt right and mm -hmm. and he owed this huge debt so guy, and he was forgiven for that debt, but then he went to someone who owed him a little amount and gave no forgiveness. Right? It's it's that like our debt was massive to God, right? So massive that we were divided from Him because of that sin. He has forgiven that debt for those who have accepted Christ, mm. right? How much more? when people sin against us, that we should be eager to forgive them. Yeah. It's, um, we, we, the church, and again, you know, you take this for whatever you want. And if you, if you get upset, I'm, this is not my intention, but I, I want to convict us for, we, the church are real good at holding grudges a long time. Um, and that does nothing but hurt you. And, and it does nothing well. I mean, it hurts the church too. Uh, because you being a part of Christian, it. yeah, you being a representative of Christ are again making that unattractive because of your unwillingness to do what God has asked of you. 
Um, and I, I think, I think how, how we treat one another, it, scripture is clear. They will know that you are a part of me. Jesus talking to his disciples. They will know that you are a part of me because of how you love each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. Where, whereas we can't give anyone, redeem, I can't redeem you or anyone yeah. that comes through our walls. Yeah. We can, in our human carnal nature and stubbornness, stand in the way of redemption. Yes. We can, at least on this side of things, um, create such a barrier for people that church is never again an option. Mm -hmm. and, and people want to debate the theological nature of it of well what how does god's grace apply and everything i don't want to i don't want to have to debate it i just want to be able to facilitate that that never happens yeah. as far as i can control it yeah. i never want to be a reason somebody misses redemption and if i am too much of myself if redemption is not a first priority in my life the likelihood of me standing in the way of that for someone goes up significantly yeah and so it's th this duality of i pray that we are all constantly and just in all enveloping of our lives working on redemption our life our walk with jesus in such a way that we get to move people along we we get to be a a, a, a conduit by which people move closer to god yeah because we can't do anything for him, but he can. Yeah. That's that's what redemption is. That's the redemption story that's still going. And so um, while I believe most of our, our viewers, are, or maybe I assume, I guess, most of our viewers have tapped into that redemption, have ignited that fire, I pray that you, you stoke that. I, I pray that your redemption is, is important to you in such a way that other people receiving that too is important to you. Amen. So. It, yeah, we can quickly become a stumbling block. I think you're absolutely right. And I can't give anyone redemption, but I can help clear the path, mm. right? I can and either make it harder or I can help clear the path. And, and I really think maybe an oversimplification, but I really think that's all our job is. I really do. I, I think we are merely meant to offer our lives in such a way that Christ is more accessible. Yeah, I, I agree. And and one of the things I take on because I think it's biblical is if someone in our congregation who's who is a stumbling block and I recognize that, I think I take that on as what's happening. I think accountability for one another is important as well. Yeah. And redemption yeah. affects that, how we yeah. go, you know, not going to, to you know, back pew Nancy and saying, what is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's Truth cool. and love married stuff together. Stuff happens for reasons. I do believe that. And so, uh, well, I mean, we could have teased this Poor out Nancy. much further, but um, hopefully, hopefully our series has been um, a blessing to those that have uh, been with it uh, throughout, uh, whether here on Facebook or our podcast. Um, certainly enjoyed it. And, and it's by doing these sorts of things, even for myself that spur on, you know, my walk. And so, 
Uh, it's not enough just to listen to our podcast. Hopefully have your own conversations about this yeah. uh, with your family, friends, your, your congregation. Um, I think it's in building and, and sharing in that relationship uh, that it, it grows stronger for us. And so um, while this is the end of redemption, uh, well, not the series, not in, all together. Oh my goodness! You have sixty seconds to decide. Like, um, is Jesus coming? At me? <laughs> <laughs> um, we will be starting a new series next month, um, and we are going to be very basic. <laughs> it's November, so um, we're going That's to- That's also start. about where I can operate is. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be doing a series on thankfulness, um, Yeah. but with a twist, uh, we're going to be talking about being thankful when you normally wouldn't be. And so um, not, it, it, we're still in the process of building that out, but fair warning, we're probably gonna talk about things that are gonna hit close to home for people that are gonna be, uh, disappointing, emotional, who knows? And, yeah. and also taking the perspective how in our redemption journey, how do we find joy when it doesn't go our way, when we don't get what we want and when life just happens? Yeah. Um, and, so, and if you've made it this far in the video, go ahead and share maybe a thought you might have about some difficult times when yeah. you're not, when it's not natural to be thankful. I, I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. We'd, we'd love to feel that we've been we've we've been so in with the topic today. I haven't really talked to our our audience as much. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm so engaging. Let me yeah, you. you are, you know, and uh, <laughs> even without the hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so uh, with that, um, be sure to tune in next week, uh, as always, for that. I'm excited to dig in uh, and that'll be for the month of November and then in december uh we're working on that topic as well and next month we are planning to have some guests so you'll get some smarter maybe more attractive people absolutely <laughs> it's not hard we said a low bar, bar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh with that captain if you want to close us in prayer and then we'll yeah. call it a night great father we thank you again for allowing us to come together and talk about redemption your redemption that is given so freely may we be a part of sharing that good news to all we come in contact with father i continue to pray this in my own life and i pray this now for all those who are listening may you send each of us one today to share your good news your love your redemption with and father may we be grafted more fully into you and be led by your Holy Spirit. We pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.